in the know for Wednesday, September 28th, the 271st day of 2022. There are 94 days left in the year. Good morning, MV, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Get back into the saddle after a couple days away. And of course, uh, most of the southeast United States bracing for Hurricane Ian. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Uh, when we woke up this morning, I thought, oh, good, we didn't get down into the 30s because it was 42 degrees when I woke up. But about an hour later, it was down to 39. Were you cold this morning? Um, n- not like I thought I would be. Yeah. Anytime you put a three in the beginning of the number, it seems like it would be cool. Well, but. yeah, but I, I rode the bike this morning, so I think that's probably why I wasn't as chilled. To be clear, the inside bike. The inside bike, yes. yes. Like, You're yeah. riding your bike in the 39 no. degrees? No. Oh, no. No, not no. today. It's, it's going to be a little, bit, a little bit cooler today. We'll tell you about that in a moment. Over there in chair number two, we say good morning and welcome back. To Grayson County Extension Service Ag Agent Whitney Carmen. Morning. Morning. How you doing? I'm good. Welcome back. Yeah. How's your fall, y'all? Is it so good? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Busy? Yeah. Are you all fall balling? Uh, we are, yeah, we are always doing something. <laughs> <laughs> They're always balling. Yeah, something. Uh, has Silas picked up a ball yet so he can be involved? Or, yeah, but uh, he's real into tractors right now. So we are, uh, we're living that life. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's, that's, I mean, considering what you do for a living in uh, yeah, I mean, helping okay people in agriculture, it'd mm-hmm. probably be pretty good to have yeah. a child. And there. he currently has no cares about what color it is. It can be any color. We oh. have a red, a green, and a blue currently. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And is that okay? I, I presume you, in your position, you have to pledge some level of neutrality to the yes. colors of tractor, we don't do. you? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's good yeah. that you're, you have a child that likes all the various colors, too. Yeah. People people are particular about the yeah. color of tractors. They are, like and that is absolutely fine. <laughs> I don't, you do you. I don't <laughs> know anyone in my family that has a blue. Mm-hmm. I actually do. My, uh, half of my family is red half uh-huh. of my family is the other half of my family is blue and then my husband's family they're green so okay. we are, we're all covered okay then you got you know some outliers that might have yeah. an orange or two yes. and, and we've got a few of those a, too a, mm-hmm. just all hard yeah. to uh, listen they, these colors run deep I know, they <laughs> do. People some people say. get really excited about it <laughs> yeah yep. mm-hmm. hey slightly cooler today it's going to be sunny we're going to be watching weekend rain chances as the what will then be the remnants of hurricane e and will move through our area it's going to remain sunny through friday though and uh, so that's nice it's also going to be pleasant we'll see high temperature today in the mid 60s where we should be in the upper 70s and we'll still remain under that for the next couple of days but we'll see mostly sunny 67 tonight uh, today tonight clear and 47 so not as cool overnight tonight as this morning and then sunny and 74 tomorrow if you look off in the distance there's a three in ten chance of rain on saturday and sunday and again and those are just going to be the bands of what breaks apart the the remnants of the storm 
that you know they're really keeping a close eye on um, the National Hurricane Forecast Center. When they issue the original models, they you know the initial they send out an initial track of what they think is uh, could happen, and it has kind of a wide you know they're out here on the margins going well it could be over here and it could be over here slightly, but it is interesting to see if you look at their model last night once it got north of Cuba, and said here's the path that it's appearing that it's going to take now, it kind of goes back to what their original model was, mm-hmm. and so while they you know hedge their bets just a little bit, but it really just pushed across across Cuba yesterday, leaving uh, millions of people in the dark as then it moved into the lower portions of the Gulf. And now we'll kind of jog northeast a little bit and is like to look appears the appears the mainland fall going to be just south of Tampa, but then it will uh, ride up the uh, the peninsula of Florida just a little bit and then cross over, say, Daytona, Orlando, so or then Orlando, then Daytona, then out into the Atlantic, and then it's going to take another right turn and is likely to impact uh, South Carolina, Georgia, so the southeastern seaboard uh, over the next couple of days and then eventually making its way up to our area the you know governor DeSantis and various people uh, for days have been updating and notifying people talk with somebody on Monday uh, my friend David they have a place in Florida and uh, his family spends a lot of time there and he was just saying that you know they you get the longer you're in Florida you get more accustomed to preparation now and they're in the panhandle so they're not in the they're not in the path of this of this storm but even ways that they protect their structures it's not all plywood anymore there are other ways of protecting your windows and they're vented on one side so they allow pressure to go through without allowing debris to go through and as time goes and we have these storms, we just adapt and become more innovative on how to prepare for them. And you get ready, you get accustomed to practicing for them, whether you take a blow or not. Yeah. My cousin has a, he is a meteorologist in Florida tracking this storm. Actually, he's going to be in the, well, he's in, he's going to be in the eye. It's going to make landfall in his town. And he was putting up his shutters the other day and they were not your, you know, not your plywood. They were some fancy looking thing that you know it's they've come miles away since since wow. the beginning of all of this <laughs> a lot of the windows now when you build and you're in a hurricane zone the, the windows have these special attachments to them that stay they're recessed and you don't really see them mm-hmm. but when it comes time to protect them you put covering over them and you latch them into the attach you know, into mm-hmm. the receivers yeah. in the windows and it's really kind of interesting the way that it works but you still see of course you know on the news people nailing up plot Plywood. Mm-hmm. Hey, plywood's expensive. Yeah, you know, that's probably up. another reason why they're... You, you can't really keep <laughs> it laying around or people will yeah. will, uh, will haul off, uh, haul it off. The other big news of the day, I guess for me, was they did finally roll Artemis 1 back to the vehicle assembly building. Mm-hmm. It's been out there on the pad for a long time. It's been out there on the pad since uh, a week before your birthday. So like uh, yeah. August the August the twentieth, I think, is when it rolled to the pad, and it's been out there. They, you know, their launches have been scrubbed for various reasons. And I was curious, even before the storm, to think how long they're going to let this sit on the pad before they need to get it back uh, in the building. And so, because Port Canaveral is going to be in the path, they did roll it back into the uh, vehicle assembly building, and they will not. I think it's Hangar C, uh, but they will they will not get off the ground before 
before November. So mm-hmm. by by the time they come back in and they fix what they need to fix and they get back onto the pad, there will not be an October launch. And so that's for those of us who were watching it, yeah. looking for the return to the moon. Uh, to the moon. Kentucky Transportation Cabinet Director uh, Jim Gray, because he's the Cabinet Secretary, did issue an executive order yesterday that paved the way to allow people responding from Kentucky to help the people after the storm goes through in Florida. The Under this order, drivers of commercial vehicles engaged in restoring power or clearing debris in the affected areas are temporarily exempted from limits on hours of driving and having to stop at way stations. So there's going to be a lot of traffic you know, coming out of that region, mm-hmm. but then a lot of traffic going in, and they're trying to expedite them from being able to uh, get to the staging areas and, and responding. I did get a chance to spend some time with Misty yesterday. Mm-hmm. And learned a little bit about how the Red Cross is preparing. So I don't think she'll mind me uh, sharing with you that she expects to be deployed to that region in the next 24 to 48 hours. And so I had questions about, you know, how that works. It sounds like the Red Cross has a big staging area around Orlando that they converge to and then they get in vehicles and then they branch out from there and go to the areas that they need to go to. So it was kind of interesting to hear that story. But, you know, when the... The forecasting of this gives you a, a a long look and the ability to prepare, but also anxiety and fear and what's going to happen and all that. But then that period also allows people on the outside, like power crews and disaster professionals, to sort of say, here's our plan. Now, she did say that she's been told you can prepare but just prepare to adjust because yes. every storm and every disaster is different <laughs> sure. and so all you know to expect is the unexpected and just be ready to it could be better than having to deal with what she's dealt with in the last year I, though because i think. mean at least with the, this you have a pl- a plan quote unquote but <laughs> You know, you can change with the tornadoes. It just happened, and mm-hmm. then you've got to go, well, you know. Yeah. Plans can change in an instant, yeah. can't they? <laughs> All right, some headlines closer to home, or at least uh, happening closer to home. The Morgantown Police Department has arrested a Butler County man after he tried to pay for items with a counterfeit bill. Morgantown Police Chief uh, Taylor says that officers were dispatched to the Dollar General Market on South Main Street after Michael McPherson of Morgantown attempted to pay with a counterfeit $100 bill. The investigation showed the bill was indeed counterfeit. He was arrested, charged, etc. I think it said Monopoly on it, but <laughs> maybe, maybe it did or it didn't. I don't, I don't know. Uh, State Senator C.B. Embry making headlines yesterday. He has officially resigned from the state Senate due to health reasons. He's had an ongoing health battle. Uh, he's been battling cancer for uh, quite some time. He's 81 years of age. He was elected to the House in 2002, represented a district that included Grayson County for quite some time. He was elected to the Senate then in 2014, and he represented Ohio, Butler, Muhlenberg, and portions of Hopkins County. He's been on uh, multiple committees. Honey, you I know you uh, uh, hold C.B. Embry in high regard. I right? love that man, and and has nothing really to do with political, Sure, um, but I have worked with him over the years and i just love him as a person um 
I keep up with him on Facebook. He's one of the people that I get notified when he posts. (laughs) Um, I just, I really, really love that man. Well, earlier this year, he announced he was going to retire from the Senate, but he continued traveling to Frankfurt while taking uh, ongoing cancer treatments, but has just decided that logistically is just not possible uh, anymore. So uh, he was the uh, Ohio County Judge Executive for a period of time. He was the mayor of Beaver Dam for even back in the 70s. And so, long uh, public service and we hope we hope his ongoing uh, fight with cancer is successful and continue to be in the prayers of many. Florida is expanding its longtime presence in Kentucky by investing $700 million to produce the company's new F-Series Super Duty trucks. The investment will create 500 full-time jobs in Kentucky. Uh, There have been generations of even Grayson Countyans who have relied upon Ford to help raise their families, Mm -hmm. people that have commuted back and forth to Fern Valley Road for a long time. Some people that uh, even commute all the way out to the truck plant. And so they have a big footprint in Kentucky, even before Toyota. And sometimes we talk about uh, Toyota, Toyota and Georgetown and great. And we love Toyota, but don't forget Ford was here long before and had a bigger impact on our portion of the state and is the largest vehicle producer in the Commonwealth, bigger than Toyota. They have more than 12,000 people working across two assembly plants in Louisville. Ford is the top assembler of vehicles in America. And the F-Series pickup franchise alone generated nearly $40 billion in revenue last year so it's good to see good to know more jobs yeah well i was gonna say and blue oval coming in with the battery plant whether you're a, a for it or against it whatever i mean that's still going to bring jobs in too i mean they're they've got a very big presence here. you must be talking to people i'm not talking to i don't know anybody that doesn't want them to come in well so, <laughs> so you hear lots of varying i, I opinions, hear varying degrees of it yeah well because yeah. you talk to a lot of people who are who are holding undeveloped farmland yes that yes. once it's gone and yes. developed it is no more Right. Yeah, that's right. The number of bourbon barrels in Kentucky reached a record number this year, according to the Kentucky Distillers Association. As of January, the state reached 11.4 million barrels, or 12 million when other aging spirits are included. The record was hit after the industry reached its fourth consecutive year, filling more than 2 million barrels of bourbon. Eventually, it won't be long. It will have four four barrels per person. Listen, I that is that is fascinating to me, but what also fascinates me me is okay you all know that those staves are built with oak trees right and so those oak trees take a really long time to grow so are we looking at a shortage in the next several years i mean because it takes a while for those things to regenerate Mm -hmm. you know i'm that's something that i always Hmm. think about as as you know i guess my agriculture mind is okay are we as many barrels as we are making and you can only use them once correct to make it for in certain certain can't, or certain groups, I think, only use them. They reuse them for other things yes, because they want the age process mm-hmm. and the char. Yeah. So I just was curious about that. That's Do you have any oak about. tree farmers? That's what I was thinking. Well, Maybe I mean, we need to get into the oak tree farming. I mean, they're white oaks, but I think that people around here are using regenerative practices to help grow those oaks. But, I mean, it just takes a long time. It's so. going to take a lot of oak to feed that industry mm-hmm. for the yeah. the way that distilleries hmm. are popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've never really you know, thought about it like that. I learned there's, huh? one, there's yeah. one in Owensboro. There's yeah. one in Davis County that I didn't know about yeah. until a couple days ago. Just uh, food for thought. Yeah. Maybe next segment you'll figure out why I came into contact with them. <laughs> it's not because I was utilizing their product. 
I promise. A man who pled guilty to killing a Murray State University student last year has been sentenced. 23-year-old Julius Sotomayor of uh, Callaway County was sentenced to 40 years in prison for murdering 21-year-old Sarah Townsend, a Murray State student from Farmville, Virginia. Sotomayor pled guilty in a Callaway County courtroom to murder, theft by unlawful taking, and tampering with physical evidence. Uh, Sotomayor said he shot Townsend, who he told police was his best friend because he wanted to kill himself because she wouldn't let him. I had wow. kind of forgotten about that story, but yeah, now that I hear wild. those details, I remember mm. there was some kind of weird relationship, but uh, quite quite a tragedy. Police in Louisville are warning parents of a string of what are called sextortion attempts targeting teenagers. There have been multiple reports, multiple reports of someone representing themselves as a teenage girl reaching out to boys under 18 through Instagram and Snapchat. The person coerces them into sending explicit images of themselves and then extorts them to send money to a cash app. Louisville Metro Police and the FBI are investigating. Police say if the target of the extortion does not send money, the perpetrators threaten to reveal the photos to family, friends, and classmates. Unfortunately, my guess is this isn't limited to Louisville specifically. Right. Basically, the online community is a small community, but it is yet again a reminder of the dangers of you don't always know who you're communicating with online and what seemingly is a harmless decision or all in fun or your desires suggest to you that this is a good idea. There are repercussions, and we can't preach that message to our young people enough, but we'll have to continue to preach it until maybe they do something differently because it can really uh, catch up with them. So hopefully uh, no one we know falls victim to something like that. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. We've been away for a couple of days. We'll kind of tell you why and recap and more coming up here on In the Know. This segment of In the Know is brought to you by our friends at ECTC Litchfield Campus. Their next eight-week advantage begins October the 17th, and you need to be part of it if you've uh, decided to you know, put your education on a back burner for whatever reason for a day, a month, a decade, half a lifetime. Now's a great time to get back on board. FAFSA Day is the 1st of October. You can find out what kind of financial aid you qualify for, get your advising done, and get ready to go with Eight Week Advantage. Talk starts October 17th with our friends at ECTC Litchfield. Today is Good Neighbor Day. ECTC Litchfield Campus, they're great neighbors mm-hmm. to have in our community. Uh, celebrated since 2003 to recognize and appreciate the nice folks next door. Um, we, we, we got some, we got some nice folks next door. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. the f- folks directly across the street are awfully quiet. Yes, they are. But over, over at I the would al- hope so. over at the alliance. <laughs> uh, but we have many. Yes, you do. Uh, strawberry cream pie day today. Mm. So I guess that's good. And World Rabies Day. So oh, always wow. good to be aware and yeah. you know know about rabies, kind of a bad thing. So we've been away for uh, two days. We were away Monday and yesterday. I was out, you know, doing important things. Um, yesterday, gosh, it was tough. But I spent half an hour talking to Dale Earnhardt Jr. in person. Mm. <laughs> so was, tough. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's, uh, it's, uh, I mean. It was rough. I don't know how I recovered, but the KBA annual convention was held in Owensboro, and it had a race day theme. That's cool. So in 
late 2019 when I became the chair-elect of that organization and we were planning the 2020 conference. And because of my proximity in the state, we decided that needs to be held in Owensboro. We've got a great riverfront facility down there now. So we started planning this because of the Waltrips being from there yeah, and, and Jeremy Mayfield is from presence. there. Kentucky Motor Speedway, not Kentucky Speedway, Kentucky Motor Speedway is down in Davis County. And so a real rich racing heritage and um, a, t- a, a Initially, we wanted Michael Waltrip to be part, but his schedule didn't allow. Uh, but we had Dale Earnhardt Jr. as our keynote speaker. He came in yesterday and spoke about reinventing himself into broadcasting. We had our annual award show on Monday night. That's my friend Dale Thornhill there hosting the award show. And uh, we had a lot of fun. The after party on Monday night was none other than the Kentucky Headhunters. I was going to say, it looked like the Headhunters to me. <laughs> Listen, the Kentucky Love Headhunters you. can still blow it out. I they go they for about an hour and 20 minutes and they do not take a break it is just from one song to another i mean chitlin time and ragtop not to mention all the they did house of the rising sun which i thought well hey um i got to spend so (laughs) i spent a half an hour on monday talking to richard young of the kentucky headhunters um richard's the Longest hair, longest hair in the yeah. wildest gregarious. She's not Fred, you know, he, but he's, he, yeah. he plays rhythm guitar. He's there on the right. And then I spent half an hour yesterday talking to Dale Earnhardt Jr. And then I spent a half an hour on Sunday talking to Joe Zierhusen, who is the voice of the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, so from okay. Monday to two, Sunday to Monday You've to been Tuesday. In good and then don't, let's also not forget, I spent half an hour on Sunday night talking to Brad Ryan, who wrote the Rick and Bubba theme song okay because yeah. three on a string were our entertainment on monday again i helped plan the con- okay. it was planned kind of around me even though i'm not currently the chairman uh-huh. these were all things that i had a hand in planning so I, the best part about it was that i got to i got to didn't have to do a whole lot of the work because i'm the past chairman but got to enjoy the fruits of planning it and just got to, you know, got to just enjoy, got to enjoy. Mm-hmm. we had a good representation yesterday i want to give a tip of the cap to chase blaine who works as part of our crew he was a he's a massive racing fan but he got to he got to ask a question he got to ask the final question to dale earnhardt jr yesterday and dale earnhardt jr said that's a great question i'm so glad you asked that and means. you would have thought Chase Blaine was like 10 feet off the ground. He was like <laughs> levitating. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt Jr. said, I asked a great question, and he thanked me. <laughs> so I'm like, he'll never. <laughs> didn't, isn't Earnhardt Jr. married to a former Kentucky cheerleader Amy? as well? Mm-hmm. That's what yeah, I thought. He's okay, the, so he's got some Kentucky yeah, ties. Got the connection. He also shared the story of when he first realized that he was suffering from multiple concussive events. He was at Kentucky Speedway, and he noticed the pylon. The scoring pylon at Kentucky Speedway mm-hmm. was blurry. Ooh. And he went and he talked to Jimmy Johnson and he said, is that pylon blurry to you? Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, yeah, a little bit, but they attributed it to allergies. And so just being tough racers, they said, oh, okay, I've just got allergies and come to find out. And that was in 2013, I think he said. And that led him through a three-year journey of denial and then finally accepting and finding mm-hmm. medical care. And you remember in 2016, he was gone from the car for six months. Yeah. He had a year left on his contract. He came back. He got well. 
hotel and then finished up and just realized, hey, you know, yeah. I've got big life ahead of me. And he also, speaking of Amy, gave a huge amount of credit to her on completely changing the man that he was because before she came into his life, he was an introvert. He wouldn't speak to anyone. He he said, I was literally a shell and I lived inside that shell. Mm-hmm. And she brought him out. And now when you get him talking, he doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I've There's seen Chase. There's Chase and Mike Bagley from the Motor Racing Network. Mike hosted the okay. the fireside chat with Junior yesterday. Well, I think that that's you can see. Of course, we're we were racing fans as kids, and you know my husband's family. He's been in several NASCAR races, so I mean we naturally watch Earnhardt and Earnhardt Junior. And you could tell he was very very different, you know, ten years ago than he is today. So. Oh yeah, and he just loves what he's doing. Yeah, well, imagine so. Uh, and I guess you know Mike Bagley this morning was breaking on his his show. Uh, Chase's question, by the way, is a very good question. And there was a very, it was a news-breaking answer. Like, there was breaking news in Owensboro yesterday relative to JR Motorsports, and it's this. JR Jr., he said that he and Kelly, who's the new CEO of his racing uh, motorsports company, they do want a cup charter. And he talked about how expensive the cup charters are. They're like an NFL franchise. Mm -hmm. And they appreciate in value. And where a few years ago they sold for $2 million. And now they're selling for above $15 million. And they may sell at $30 million. And he said they're just going to continue to get more expensive because there's a limited number. He said, and they need a couple of partners, but they already have sponsors ready to go. He said, if you don't get in in the next six months... You won't. You won't get in. He said this. If you don't get in in the next six months, it's beyond the financial risk that I am willing to do with my own money. And he said, we are not willing to take, we are not willing to partner with another company that's doing their own stuff. He said, we want to look out in our shop and see our team and our drivers and our cars. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? We're six months from the Daytona 500. So don't be surprised if, and I, and I'll just, uh, I don't, I'm not giving away trade secrets. But when I walked into the room yesterday, just a couple of us, to greet him and thank him for coming to Owensboro, he was on the phone, and it was a call about his own – it was an ownership call. So he wasn't mm-hmm. talking to a sponsor. He wasn't – it was – there Owners. was something. So you could just tell from what – the way he answered Chase's question that this is very much happening real time right now because when you say, I got sponsors ready to go, I've got – We've got a team already. We have a shop. The only thing we need, basically, is a franchise. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing holding them back. And so don't be surprised if you don't hear something in the next couple of months or three months that hear that JR Motorsports is moving, Junior Motorsports is moving up mm-hmm. to the cup from the Xfinity series. So yeah. I think it's kind of neat. That's cool. It's a great experience. Now, yeah. I did send this little lady over here a picture of Dale <laughs> Jr. You're going to out yesterday. me, aren't you? Yeah, all right. Hey, a, I'm right there with you, girl. You're all right. It's a wonderful it's a no, neat I didn't story. know who it was. Oh, I sent did? it to her, and she no. said, "Am I supposed to know who that is?" Now, if he had been wearing a racing suit, mm-hmm. like clean cut, Junior, he was wearing a nice blazer. We kind of had the same see. color pattern on, uh-huh. only mine was bigger. Um, <laughs> okay. But he's, you know, he's like five eight, five nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's wearing glasses now. Mm-hmm. He had a plaid blazer on, and so he didn't so look he didn't like look a race car. Same. He I did see. not look like a race car driver mm-hmm. at all. And you wouldn't have been if he had been wearing a Budweiser 
has a racing suit, she'd have known who he I was. I got you. Uh, yeah, maybe. Right. But yeah. she just said, am I supposed to know who that was? And to her credit, when I said Dale Earnhardt Jr., she said, ah, oh, that's neat. All right. Okay. But, but now... I also sent her a picture of Richard Young the day before, and she didn't know who that was. But I'm like, well, R- Richard no. Young is kind of unforgettable. I kept, like, looking and zooming in. I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. kind of reminds me of Blake Shelton or something. I'm like, what in the world is happening here? Yeah, he does look a little more, um, yeah, like... Uh, Office friendly? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. he's not. He's not like he's behind he the looks car. Like will <coughs> corporate Earnhardt. There you corporate go. Corporate Earnhardt. That's I'm what like, he like. Am I supposed to know like. who this is? But he's talk, He just talked about how much he's loving working for NBC and broadcasting, and you know, got to ask him about his Lost Speedway series, and uh, he's got a. He talked about how much he loves radio. He said the people in racing, the broadcasters in ra- racing that he loves, are radio people because they have so much energy oh, and passion. And he said like Ken Squire and some of those guys that came from radio. And if you watch the download, the Dale Jr. Download, his podcast, it looks like it looks exactly like our show with just cameras that happen to be, mm-hmm. you know, they got booms, they're wearing headphones. It looks like a radio show mm-hmm. that they're doing on video. So it was a great, great experience. But I guess one one thing to button up that happened to me on Monday that is uh, I've, I've shared with her and I will I will never forget this, but it's because it's such an odd so when my day began on Monday, I didn't really think I would get uh, st- not stuck, but I didn't think I would find myself talking to Richard Young of the Kentucky Headhunters mm-hmm. for 30 minutes. And then I encountered him multiple times throughout the day, just trying to be a good host and that type of thing. But uh, good as gold, uh, just as, as down to earth as you'll ever meet. And they were happy to be there. Just normal person. But they've been all around the world, right? They had, you know, Mm -hmm. the Itchy Brothers before the Headhunters, and so they played music their whole life. But he told me that they had had bronchitis and he was on steroids because they had a problem with their bus, et cetera. And I'm thinking, okay. (laughs) I mean, like, I didn't expect this was the conversation I was going to have today. But then he goes on to say, he said, I'm all jacked up on these steroids. We've all had steroid shots before, right? We know how they they do. He said... I woke up this morning at 1 a.m. from a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. He said, and in this dream, he said, me... If you've not, if you don't know Richard Young, Google image him real quick and just imagine I'm standing across from Mm -hmm. long hair, like flowing gray hair, like round, you know, like just... And he said, in this dream... Steven Tyler and I <laughs> All right, it's already uh-huh. getting good. We're in a 57 Chevy. Okay. All right. <laughs> Iconic car. And he and I were on our way to an Aerosmith show and when we got there Joe Perry wasn't the lead guitarist and I was mad. And when I woke up my cat was on my chest staring me in the face. <laughs> and I thought Whoa. <sighs> of all the things you could have told me was going to happen to me today. Yeah. There's there Richard. He is. <laughs> of all the things you told me you could have told me was going to happen to me today. I never in a million years could have imagined having a conversation that included those exact details. Yeah. <laughs> 
Fair enough. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. I mean, but it has it has the elements of every good story. Yeah. It has Richard Young. Mm-hmm. It has Steven Tyler. Yeah. It has a 57 Chevy. Mm-hmm. It has Joe Perry, lead guitarist. Yep. And a cat waking like you the, up, staring you, know, you the in perfect, the face. It, like yes. the, the song, the perfect country and western song. It's the perfect, yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect story. Uh, you just never know. You just <laughs> never know what's going to happen to you. So, anyway, it's a great event. Thanks for the uh, opportunity to have the time away and your patience. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know the British pound is the world's oldest currency still in use? Really? At twelve hundred years old. That kind of surprised me. When Britain was part of the European Union, mm-hmm. they had to accept the euro. But I guess I didn't know if the pound ever went away. I guess in Great Britain, you could still, or United Kingdom, you could use the pound or euro, either one. But the British pound is 1,200 years old. Wow. And they're having to reprint every piece of it. Well, but they're not, but I thought they were just going to let what was in circulation be in circulation, and now they're going to start reprinting. Yeah, they'll take it out, though. They'll gradually, over a period of time, they'll bring it out as it wears out. They're not making any new QE2 pounds. Right. And so I guess they're making KC3 pounds. And I did read today also that they are already, the Buckingham Palace is trying to get out ahead of this next season of The Crown because it apparently will make the king look bad because this season is about the about splitsville Uh between charles and diana and they already know that the world likes charles uh, likes diana more than they like charles but now he's the king and he's trying to remind people that's not a documentary (laughs) it's fiction like they use history pretty close, you know, as well, at least use a timeline. Well, if you during that time and you remember how all of that was going down. It's no secret. It's mm-hmm. not a secret. It's yeah. Probably. I mean, I was little, but I still remember it, you I'm know. Still, I'm telling you. I am telling you. They better get to Will as fast as they can. Can I call him Will? Can I, I call know. the Prince of Wales Will? You know, and yeah. I like them too, but for some reason, this whole like Harry and Meghan and William and Kate thing kind of, they're, I don't know if they're blowing everything out of proportion or what, but it's its wild. Does it chap your pantaloons? <laughs> no, I'm just like, get over yourselves. I, I just have no interest. I got it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Hurricane Ian is impacting uh, the NFL and the NHL and college football game schedules. It was kind of weird. I was, uh, I was just observing a conversation between Dale Earnhardt Jr., who has to be there for NBC, and then Mike Bagley, who has to be there for MRN. And when they saw one another yesterday, they started immediately comparing notes because the storm may impact the race weekend at Talladega. Oh, And yeah. so whether they have to go in early or they'll be delayed or whether, so they kind of expecting to be disrupted because as that moves through Alabama. And what are they going to talk about for that many hours? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Earnhardt Jr., he actually said he loves it when that happens because he said, I just like sitting and talking around with people about racing. Yeah. You know, and but the other guys, they're like, oh, gosh, mm-hmm. we got to fill. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, he says my favorite part, just going to yeah, the going to that. the racetrack. But they may move like South Carolina's game may move to tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I read that was a possibility. Is Florida away? Uh, I think they are because I don't see them on the list. But mm-hmm. uh, Tampa Bay Lightning is supposed to host the Predators on Thursday. 
away. You got South Florida and East Carolina and Tampa. You mm-hmm. know that is a problem. Yeah. So everybody's scrambling trying to figure out what to do and uh, to figure all that out. Harry Styles has joined some pretty elite company to simultaneously top the box office and the singles chart. So. Uh, Okay, As it was, is the best-selling song of the year. It's topped the Hot 115 weeks. And then he's got uh, Don't Worry Darling, which apparently is the top of the box office. What? Uh, I don't even know what that movie is. Nor do I, but it doesn't take much to get to the top of the box office these days no. because there's bupkis at the, at the theater. But so listen to this company that he's joining. He joins Eminem. Okay. So Eminem would have had a number one single from Eight Mile, mm-hmm. and the movie Eight Mile would have been number one at the same time. Yeah. Beyonce, so that would have been Dream Girls. Mm-hmm. So she would have had a number one single, and she would have been at the top of the box office for Dream Girls. That's a good guess, but we got to go back further. Okay. You got to go all the way back to Prince. Okay. So you got to go back to Purple Rain. I would have thought Lady Gaga would have been in there. <laughs> you would have thought so. Um, but I guess. A st- when a star is born came out it was harder it came out and then that song then shallow came yeah, and then it was number true. one forever yes so by the time he got to be number one maybe the movie was no longer okay. that makes at the top of the box office but this is but harry styles movie and his music aren't Connected, like mm-hmm. it isn't the soundtrack that's making him number one. Yeah, and so he's got a better chance of being simultaneous number one on both of those charts than if you're relying upon an album soundtrack to do it. Mm-hmm. Maroon Five announces a Las Vegas residency amid the Adam Levine scandal. Oh, They're probably like, dude, well, you're just getting ready to announce this residency, and now you're just muddying the waters. Kind of. Do you think? I, uh, get it together. Yeah. <laughs> He just, I don't know. It's, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't there. Uh, Jack Harlow will co-host The Tonight Show when his tour comes to New York City. Louisville's own Jack Harlow. I don't know if Kentucky claims him or not. Kentucky has a state. He's, I, know, I know Louisville people like him. I like him just I, I like him. I mean, I like, I mean. We don't have a lot in common. No, but I, I mean, his music is kind of. My kids like it. So, Keenan Thompson, longest running cast member on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. But Chris Red, who he plays off of in some of the skits, uh, has been on. He, he, Chris Red was on the show and now he's gone. So, they were SNL alum at the same time and apparently friends. But now Chris Red is dating Keenan Thompson's ex wife. So, oh wow, Keenan and his wife Splitsville, uh, Christina is her name, and they divorced or started their decoupling or whatever in 2019. But now Chris Red is involved with her. But here's the thing, I guess that I'm more interested in knowing: Chris Red plays uh, Keenan's roommate. On the television show on NBC. Mm-hmm. So they're no longer working together on Saturday Night Live, but are they still working together on Keenan's sitcom? And how and awkward must that be? Keenan, I think, is the yeah. producer, so I guess you could produce yourself right on out of here and, <laughs> you know, we'll write you out. Of, I, don't, I don't know. So it's just weird. Awkward. Yeah. Talk about awkward. Adam Levine's awkward. This is an awkward situation, too. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning. Got Point to Ponder, Chart Toppers, Pearl of Wisdom, and more coming up here on In the Nose. Eight times five.
M-B. Point to ponder for today. So do you all also find it weird that leaf blowers and vacuum cleaners do the exact opposite thing, but they serve the exact same purpose? That's interesting, but you're exactly right. Hmm. Their tactics are 180 degrees from one another, mm-hmm. but yet they do. The outcome is basically the same. Right. That's. I love a leaf blower. That's great. It's one of my favorite things. So, uh, because I'll forget and because we'll get in a hurry. So, in addition to your flight tracking app that you like and now your new marine <laughs> tracking app that, that you like, Whitney, this is make me so there excited. is also an app that you can point your device at the sky. I got that okay, already. All right. We're good. Sure. I was but, trying to yeah. cover all the yes. dimensions Listen, for you I, the I, I, I like planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, you can do. That's all right. I also I'm a nerd. It's okay. Need you all to know. Because um, I need you to be very uh, up to date on the latest culinary trends. Charcuterie boards are over. Oh, yeah? I still don't have one. Charcuterie. Well, I mean, not the actual board itself. I never itself, really had one. Assembling, assembling all the meats and the cheeses oh, and the crackers. Okay, so wh- what that's, are we doing now out. then? Butter boards. <sighs> now we're on to butter boards. Butter boards are, they're not just butter. But the butter right. indicates it basically large varying types of dips that you can dip chips or crackers in. So you might use right. butter as your foundation. It might be half and the other half might be hmm. maybe you put sour cream and ranch seasoning and you sprinkle some purple onion or something on top oh, okay. of it. So you're making these elaborate trays of dipping things hmm. as the new trend instead of charcuterie Just board. Dip. Yes, Imagine if right. you put a charcuterie board next to a butter board. Hey, and I'm a dipper, but yeah, don't double dip. It would be culinary heaven. (laughs) If you're the only ones, like we could share a butter board. We could double dip, you and I. There's no problem. We can do that. And we know Whitney well enough. We can let her in. I mean, I can get behind something like that. Yeah. I don't want to do it in public, you know, or people I don't, people I don't know. And get you a little, have a little plastic cup. And then for uh, this season, also, I would introduce you all to the idea of the gratitude pumpkin. Maybe you can do something for your, something for your kids. So you can say, that's the gratitude pumpkin. You have to be thankful when you see it. I don't know what it means. You know, you should take that too. Who? Natalie. This sounds like something Natalie could work yeah. into her curriculum. In her, in her work with, you know, when family and consumer sciences, you would think a gratitude pumpkin would fit right in. Yeah. I'll give it to her. I'll see what she says. <laughs> you do that. If you'll take it to her, she'll probably send me a nasty text. She'll say, you, you butthead. <laughs> on television tonight, The Masked Singer is on Fox. CBS Survivor returns. And I presume The Amazing Race is tonight as well. ABC has The Connors. So that's what you can look forward to. We haven't been on, we haven't uh, had the show since uh, Big Brother was crowned. We watched Big Brother last night. Honey, were you okay with the outcome? Um, I mean, it was not really my choice. Spoiler alert, by the way. So if you've not seen it yet, you know, we were a couple of days watching it. Um, I mean, I, she was not my preference. I understand why, but she, she played a strong game. Eventually, I didn't you know. care for. Well, I disliked her in the beginning, and then throughout, it's like oh, I just didn't really care for her. She grew on me a little bit, but I'm still not. 
You know when you just I know exactly when you started liking her. When? When she when they stopped showing her eating potato chips all Probably. the time. Probably. Oh my goodness, this girl. I have no idea. Okay, <laughs> I cannot even stand it. Oh. That was the, uh, but in the first half of the season, every time you turned, she was eating Lay's potato chips. She and she was, she was crun- she probably she does now. And so she um she would crunch them and but they stopped doing that for whatever reason. Well probably because people had it annoying. Annoying. Probably. Yes. Yeah. What is that called? I can't think of it. Misophonia. Misophonia, because she's got it. I have it terrible. Today's highlight in history, this date, 1928, Scottish medical researcher Alex Fleming discovered penicillin, which is the first effective antibiotic. Birthdays today. Brigitte Bardot is 88. Mira Savino is 55. Naomi Watts is 54. Young Jeezy, the rapper, is 45 today. When's he going to use the young, lose the young title? I don't know. 45. At what point do you become old Jeezy? <laughs> Actor Hilary Duff is 35 today, gone but not forgotten. Ed Sullivan uh, in 1901, Al Cap in 1909, Jerry Clower oh, in 1926, Benny King in 1938. But the very most important birthday today to me is my grandmother, Gladys. She is celebrating her 94th birthday today. Yes, awesome. She is the queen bee. Aww, happy and birthday. there's a photograph of the four generations. So there's my dad and there's myself and there's Taylor. And then, of course, the queen bee there is uh, my mamaw, Gladys Buckles. And um, I, I like to remind people. So I call. I am the only grandchild that I'm aware of that actually calls her mamaw. Okay. Because I was the first grandchild, and I called her mamma, but I heard my dad call her mom, and so she was mamma mom. Okay. But the other kids couldn't, they couldn't pronounce mamma mom well, and so it got shortened to mom mom. So her younger grandchildren will call her mom mom, and some of her children just call her mom mom too. Mm -hmm. She's just mom mom. Mm -hmm. But I'm still the only one that... I'll call her my mom sometimes, or if I'm talking to people, but she's my mom mm-hmm. to me. Okay. And so. We have a mamma. My husband's grandmother is mamma to him, but he's, she's mammy to everybody else. Okay. So. That it just, yeah. that's just what mm-hmm. I learned her name to be, but I, that was based upon what she is. She's my mamma, mm-hmm. but she was the mom to other people. Mm-hmm. And so I was, you know, little kid running with slightly older little kids. And my parents, so it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, happy birthday to her. I know she got a big day planned. Yes, she does. Getting her, gonna get her hair did. Get her hair did. And, and so, good day. Kind of yeah, good I day. assume she'll get her nails uh-huh. did while I'm, she's there. I'm hoping to sneak by and see her, but getting on her dance card on a day like today is yes, a little harder. Hard I might to have do. to save that for another another day. All right, let's get to chart toppers. <laughs> let's go to. Uh, 1953, June Valley is number one with Crying in the Chapel. The tears I shed were tears of joy. She sounds in distress. Yeah. Yes. Is that an accurate way? Didn't that sound distress, Mm -hmm. distressing? Let's go to 1962. Nat King Cole, number one, Wild with Ramblin' Rose. That's how you grow. 
Okay, not distressful, but I don't have another adjective for it. It's distressing me. Does that count? <laughs> it does. Let's go to 1971. Donnie Osmond, number one, with Go Away, Little Girl. What year? 71. Yeah. Only 51 years ago. My mom and aunts, they had the Donnie and Marie Barbie dolls. I'm a little bit country, and I'm a little bit rock and roll. Let's go to 1980. Every day. Queen. My son has a shirt. Another one. Basta, Dusta. I remember in sixth grade. I had one of the original Queen shirts from a concert. Wow. My dad gave me. When we got the sheet music to this in sixth grade band, we were excited. Uh, we thought, we were like, we are rocking out. We are playing rock and roll mm-hmm. because we got Queen. Another one bites it that. But listen to it, that bass line. This song <clears throat> was always played after Brett County would win a basketball game. Oh, yeah. And so that was always what I thought of whenever. But like on the saxophone, though. Yeah. Bom, bom, bom. Uh-huh. Bum, 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 bum. Like, that is not hard to play. <laughs> we just thought, rocking out, rock on with your bad self. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it was better than, you know, what it you know, Nat King Cole. Chewing Chaw and Gum or whatever we were doing. Yeah, better than June Valley. Oh, my. 1989, Cher. I don't know why I did the things I did. I almost joined the Navy as a result of this song. <laughs> well, okay, that's not exactly true. But I, I did see the video and think, boy, those sailors are having some fun. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is it not an iconic it video? Is. <laughs> is that a stocking? Is she wearing a singular stocking? Now, this is more mine. <laughs> Tearing up my heart. NSYNC, number one in 98. Yep. Pink, who knew, number one in 07. 21 Pilots, number one with Heathens, six years ago today. Whitney, thanks for coming in. Yep, Good to you. see you, as always. Um, see you in a couple weeks, perhaps. Yep. We'll look forward to it. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Keep your face toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. Keep your face toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Whitney Carmen, for B, Jimmy and B, and now you're in the know.